Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm so happy to be with you again today as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. You can join our free Facebook group. And if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out. Today we're talking about increasing vagus nerve tone for reduced anxiety. Looking at a list of issues that come up for people with low vagus nerve tone, it comes as no surprise that anxiety is among them. Most of these other issues come right along with anxiety, and it's all tied up with the vagus nerve. Healthy functioning of the vagus nerve helps us bounce back from stressful situations and overcome fear conditioning. So anxiety, fatigue, food sensitivities, digestive problems, brain fog, depersonalization, sleepiness, depression, pain, low motivation, difficult concentrating, OCD, these are all issues that come right along with low vagus nerve tone. Now you've heard me talk about the vagus nerve and talking about it that we stimulate it when we flatten out our diaphragm from taking a Buddha belly breath, right? From actually letting our lungs fill, not just breathing at the top upper third of our lungs. So if we do this, this stimulates the vagus nerve. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. The vagus nerve and other ways besides just our Buddha belly breathing, other ways that we can actually increase the tone of this vagus nerve. Again, the things that I was reading about the list uh, included things such as anxiety, fatigue, food sensitivities, digestive problems, brain fog, depersonalization, sleepiness, depression, pain, low motivation, difficult concentrating, OCD, as some of them. So if you find yourself in there, which I'm sure you will, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, you are going to benefit today by learning a little bit more about how to tone your vagus nerve. Briefly and generally speaking, the vagus nerve is part of the parasympathetic nervous system your rest and digest system. These aren't new words here. I know you guys know this, and we're just talking very generally. 
But we do need to pay attention to what these pieces of our body are because they really make a difference. Again, we've always talked about the breathing. And if our breathing is shallow, we are not using our diaphragm in a way that can actually stimulate the vagus nerve, which triggers this parasympathetic nervous system. So you can see how all these little pieces come together. It's not important to understand how it works or why it works, but it sure does help because you start to realize some things you might be doing that aren't helping. This vagus nerve is also called the wanderer because it reaches all over the body to the various vital organs. Actually, it reaches to all of the organs except for the adrenals and the thyroid. So we're beginning to see all the possible symptoms that could uh, happen and that could arise with low vagus nerve tone because all of these vital organs are included, are actually reached and are communicated to by the vagus nerve. So where exactly does it reach? It reaches the brain. It reaches the stomach and the intestines, which are also known as uh, the second brain, the brain in your gut or the enteric uh, nervous system. I actually had a post on Nourishing by Heart about that, and I'll see if I still have that old post and if I can actually do a podcast on it, because it's important to understand that so much of our gut is vital in our neurotransmitters, in the communication between our body and our brain, our mind. It's important and it would be good to know. So understand first off here that the vagus nerve reaches the brain. It reaches the stomach and the intestines, which is our second brain, the enteric nervous system. And it reaches the heart, liver, pancreas, gallbladder, kidney, uterine, spleen, lungs, reproductive organs, the pharynx, the larynx, and esophagus, ears, and tongue. It does not reach the adrenals and the thyroid. So in the brain, the vagus nerve helps control anxiety and depression. In the gut, it controls stomach acidity digestive juices, and gut flow or motility. You can begin to see how these gut issues are so common with anxiety and how if we can tone our vagus nerve that we can have a better communication with the brain and be able to reduce these gut issues. Each organ that the vagus nerve is connected with can be negatively affected by poor vagus nerve tone. And we listed all of those here. The brain, the intestines, the heart, liver, pancreas, gallbladder, kidney, so forth and so on. In the gut, poor tone can cause a lack of satiety and that feeling of relaxation after eating. In the ears, many suffer with tinnitus from low vagus stimulation. Are you seeing some of the common complaints that we hear about with anxiety? 
And we always are wondering about why do I have so many physical symptoms, not only from the stimulation of cortisol and adrenaline flowing mightily through our body, but because of our low vagus nerve tone, we are having other negative effects happening throughout our body. So let's begin to talk about how we can actually stimulate the vagus nerve and tone it up or get it in shape and how you can do this on your own. Yes, I have heard of the medical devices that are available. I'm not sure if they're available in the United States that can uh, stimulate vagus nerve, but there are many things that you can do on your own that don't require anything extra. First and foremost on the list is meditation. We haven't been talking about meditation for no reason. It truly is a key to moving through and clearing your anxiety panic. And some of the best meditations to stimulate the vagus nerve in particular is loving kindness. It raises vagal tone as measured by your heart rate variability, the HRV. That is another way that you can measure to see when you are in your parasympathetic nervous system. And actually a number of athletes use their heart rate variability to know when they are overworking out and when they are in need of rest and how much rest they are actually getting. Because it's not something when they're uh, training for a big event, rest is just as important as their workout, and they are using their heart rate variability to see when they are in that rest and digest mode. And a great way of raising your vagal tone is to do the loving-kindness meditation. So another one is the OM chanting, it actually stimulates the vagus nerve and helps to keep it toned and keeps you in your rest and digest or parasympathetic nervous system. I'm going to list some other ones here that are kind of interesting and jot down ones that uh, are interesting to you that you already do and keep a list of things that you'd like to try. And you're going to be interested to see what maybe some very calm people around you, see if they do some of these things. It might be interesting. Humming. I actually know people that have hummed throughout their life, and I never thought about it actually contributing to their calm demeanor. But it does. Chanting, as mentioned in the Om chanting above. Hymn singing. Upbeat, energetic singing. It's fascinating to see the many ways that you can use your voice to lower your anxiety. Next on the list is yoga. We know the many, many wonderful effects that come from doing yoga. And so now we can add to that list of great effects the vagus nerve stimulation, toning up the vagus nerve. Another one is breathing breathing deeply and slowly. Again, we have talked about this quite a bit with our Buddha belly breathing. It reduces blood pressure and anxiety by reducing the sympathetic nervous system and increasing the parasympathetic nervous system. 
And we know that the Buddha belly is the way that we give our lungs space, relaxing our belly and letting it poof out so that our diaphragm can flatten and our lungs can fill. And when the lungs fill and the diaphragm flattens like that, again, we're stimulating the vagus nerve, which stimulates our parasympathetic nervous system. Another way that you can do this is through laughter. Now, it's known that children laugh. I think it is 100 times more a day than adults. I think it's the numbers are adults laugh 30 times a day, and children generally laugh 300 times a day. What a great way to be able to help ourselves, right? To get some laughter. So why not try laughter yoga? I'm going to put a link in the show notes for uh, a TED talk that was done on laughter yoga, and it's kind of sweet. It actually is interesting to just watch people laugh and see how long you can go without laughing yourself. So I'll post that link in the show notes for laughter yoga. Obviously, you don't have to be that formal about it. You can just watch a funny movie. You can watch some comedy skits. You can have some conversations that are lighthearted and get giggly. It's really amazing to kind of note how many times during the day you have good laughter, and how wonderful it feels afterwards to have had a good laugh. There is a caveat here, and that is to laugh really hard, hard belly laughter for over 20 minutes actually becomes counterproductive. It actually starts to cause stress. Now, I don't know many people who can laugh really hard for over 20 minutes, so I don't think that's a problem for most of us. But There may be a situation that you've been in where you were laughing that hard for that long and then didn't feel so good afterwards. So just know that's part of what happens. There is a a max on laughter, 20 minutes of hard belly laughter. That's why the yoga, the laughter yoga classes, they begin and end within 20 minutes of of, uh, laughter. They don't go overboard and cause anyone any stress. Another way of stimulating the vagus nerve or for toning it up is prayer. Studies have shown that reciting the rosary, the rosary prayer and using the beads, increases vagus activation and it enhances cardiovascular rhythms. Blood pressure and heart rate variability are also affected and dropped. I can see how other prayers would also accomplish the same breathing and rhythm and get your everything in sync. So the studies were done on the rosary prayer and, but I can see there are many people in other traditions of religion that use beads and prayers and you can see the rhythm that happens. So I think that's very interesting and uh, very easy to add into your life if that appeals to you. Another way is through exercise, and we have talked about that here. And I also have another show coming up within the next month or six weeks where I will be having a special guest on talking about exercise. So stay tuned for that. She's a great gal, and you will enjoy that particular episode on exercise and anxiety. But just know that exercising is good to stimulate the vagus nerve. Another option you can try is massage. 
foot massage even, just the foot, massaging the foot can increase vagal activity and heart rate variability. Sleeping or laying on your right side. Studies show that an increase in heart rate variability and vagal activation by laying on the right side versus the left or your back. The back had the least vagus activation. So the best one is on your right side and then it would be on your left side and then on your back for the least vagus activation. So notice what side you sleep on. And notice if you change it up, if you have any increase in your feeling of calm, your feeling of not falling into, rapidly falling into the wormhole of anxiety panic, of letting it get out of control. So pay attention to these things. Another one is Tai Chi. And as in yoga, Tai Chi increases heart rate variability and vagus activation. And I would like to add in there also should be included is Qigong, which is a little bit more of a free form. And Tai Chi is a very specific form and Qigong is very much in the same family. So either of those can along with yoga, increase your heart rate variability and vagus activation. And very easy to learn and try on your own at home from your computer. This is an interesting one, gargling. The vagus nerve activates uh, the muscles in the back of the throat that allow you to gargle. So they have found that gargling stimulates the vagus nerve. So that might be an interesting thing to see if you could maybe not be up for some outright singing or chanting, but maybe some gargling. Another item on the list is coughing or tensing the stomach muscles. I've had a lot of people actually mention to me that they quite naturally go into coughing when they are anxious and when they are having a panic attack. They have a desire to cough. This could very well be related, and you may want to try because you can actually have yourself cough. You can cough on purpose, so that might be another way, Uh, or actually just tensing the stomach muscles. So give that a try. I hope you're writing some of these down because it might be interesting to add in and see if you can notice some great effects. Now we move on to the food piece, which is Carbohydrates stimulate the vagus nerve. Now that's really interesting because it's not the carbohydrates per se, but it is the insulin. Insulin is raised through the amount of carbohydrates and somewhat the amount of protein that you eat. So in effect here, we have insulin activating the vagus nerve. So this might be why people crave carbohydrates. The body and mind know what to go for. We may not be able to be conscious of exactly what it is, but many people reach for carbohydrates, which would be anything in the sugar family, breads, pastas, etc. These are things that people reach for quite often when they are stressed. And it may be that the mind-body is looking to increase the insulin so that we can activate the vagus nerve and begin to reach into our parasympathetic nervous system to calm down. I hope that some of these have been helpful for you. I'm going to list them quickly in case 
you want to write down a few of these. Meditation, and then using our voice, humming, chanting, hymn singing, upbeat energetic singing, yoga, tai chi, and qigong. Breathing deeply and slowly as we talk about Buddha belly breathing. Laughter, prayer, specifically the studies were done on the rosary. Exercise, massage, even just a foot massage, which you can do to yourself. Sleeping or laying on your right side. Remember the studies here showed that laying on the right side was the best, then left side and back being the least that could stimulate the vagus nerve. Gargling, coughing or tensing the stomach muscles, and finally, eating carbohydrates, which increases insulin, which activates the vagus nerve. I hope that these have been helpful for you. It's amazing what little things in our life really can add up to adding to our peace and calm or taking away from it. So maybe some of these little add-ins that you can do will be helpful. And if you want to tell us about it, we'd love to hear about it at the Facebook group, the free Facebook group that we have. And you're welcome to join at any time. Love to see you over there. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on Coaching One-on-One. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and go to the one-on-one coaching page. You can set up a free 15-minute call with me to see if this is the right direction for you at this time, and if I am the right person to work with you. We can sort these things out. So feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you, get that appointment set up for the free 15-minute call, and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. You can clear this anxiety panic now. I look forward to hearing from you. And now for today's quote. Stay close to anything that makes you glad you are alive. And that's from Hafiz. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 